It's Monday the 1st of November 2021. My name's Alex Elliott and you're listening to The Week in Iceland, the programme that asks what's been happening in Iceland this week, why it happened and why we should care. My guest this week is the Ruv broadcast journalist Bjarni Runason. Welcome to you. Thank you, Alex. Thanks for having me. Um, this week's big news around the world, not just in Iceland, is the COP26 climate summit in Glasgow. Uh, Iceland's delegation there numbers around 50 people, including three government ministers. Their absence, plus the absence of another government minister who is in Denmark for the Nordic Council meeting, means that coalition negotiations are on hold. No new government was expected to be announced before the Preparatory Parliamentary Credentials Committee uh, finishes its work anyway, and hopefully that will be at the end of this week, its members still say is possible, or likely. It now seems unlikely, however, that all remaining Covid restrictions will be removed on the 18th of November. If anything, it seems more likely some restrictions might be reintroduced uh, as case numbers continue to grow again. One person died with the virus this weekend. Municipalities and emergency services in the capital region are going door to door to map out how many people are living in industrial buildings, what sort of fire protections are in place and what sort of social conditions the residents live with. A slew of different headlines and new reports this week have put abuse back in the spotlight again, relating to elderly people, human trafficking, sexual abuse, domestic violence and more. In other news, the head of Eplink, the union, has stepped down following what she describes as a, de- uh, as a declaration of no confidence from the union staff. Her deputy says that all bar one board members support her in her decision to quit. And finally, the Westfields region is top of the Lonely Planet list of regions to visit in 2022. Um, where would you like to begin? Well, I think the Eplink matter is, well, today the, the top story. Yeah. Uh, it was the first thing I saw this morning and I was very surprised to see. Surprised to see, even though it has been a little bit in the news before. A little bit, yeah. But it, it came out of nowhere that she res- resigns I'm, and it's very um, surprised, yeah, to, mm. to see that she decided to, yeah, just call it a day and said that, you know, if if I don't have your support, then I'll just resign. And it's, yeah. But when you put it that way, it sounds um, honourable and, and, and something that maybe politicians could learn from. <laughs> yeah, perhaps, perhaps. Um, maybe it's, it's new for us as Icelanders that uh, um, someone in that position just says that, as she said on a, a staff meeting on Friday, that um, either you say that, take it back or I'll resign. And then she has decided this weekend that she would resign. And we'll have to see what happens today as she'll... We'll probably get some response from her mm-hmm. um, and the people around Eplink. It's a big union, and um, yeah, it will be interesting to to follow what what happens next. Yeah, definitely. Who, who will who will uh, take charge after Solveig? Because Solveig Anna was possibly the most um, pivotal person in the fight for the Livskarasamningur, yeah, the, uh, the quality of life contract, which. Exactly. Tens of thousands of people are benefiting from now. Exactly. Um, and she's a very um, outspoken and, you know, a, a real real leader mm-hmm. and fights for her people. Um, so, yeah, it will be interesting to see what happens next. What do we know about the allegations against her that she's been having, what was it, a reign of terror um, <laughs> within the union? Yeah, that's um, what they, they say, that she um, had... had um, 
a, a sort of uh, execution list of, of staff that he wanted away, and um, that's what they say, at least. Um, but um, they came out with this um, vote of unconfidence from um, from the staff, and uh, the, the sort of... Uh, What's it? The uh, shop steward, or so to say, uh, within Uplink, wrote a letter this summer, where the, um, on behalf of the staff, where they said that Solvay has uh, holding an execution list, that the people were, um, and that she was breaking wage agreements within Uplink, mm, which is a very serious allegation. Very serious allegation towards someone that, is, <laughs> um, yeah, has the, the top priority to fight for these agreements mm. but um, I think that there is more to see in the coming days and weeks in this matter this has just happened yesterday mm-hmm. last night um, so that uh, this was the first thing that many saw when they woke up this morning yeah as mm-hmm. you say probably more to come with this perhaps there's not a lot more we can say about it right now not uh, really but but before we do move on mm-hmm. Do you have any sort of indication, any feeling of how things might change? What sort of other... Because, as you say, she's been a very powerful person with a very strong voice. Mm -hmm. We don't know so much more about the rest of the board and and what maybe they might be thinking. Will will the union change direction, do you think? I'm not sure, to be honest. Um, I think that... um, yeah, she has been the front woman in Eplink. Um, maybe there are some voices that haven't been that loud up till now. But yeah, we'll just have to wait and see mm. if there will be any changes. Um, but there was also um, um, uh, this weekend, there were also news about the uh, a sort of agreement within smaller companies that are um, um, going out of um, SA or Union of... Uh, I think it's called the Confederation of Icelandic yeah. Industries, I think. Yeah. The, yeah. It's sort of I the th- union for companies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they are in the next uh, negotiations. They want to stand alone and um, have a stronger voice. So that will also change the structure of... Um, of wage agreements, I think. Mm, because small and medium companies make up the majority of the economy, I believe. Yeah, they do. But uh, they say that their voice uh, is not loud enough because uh, the bigger companies have more votes within the union. So mm. they want to be louder. So I think the whole dynamic of of the, of the uh, agreement will, will change in the next um, negotiations. Yeah, and by the time of the next negotiations, we're still going to be feeling the effects of the pandemic as well, economically. Definitely, so that's another big factor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, lots to look forward to, I guess. If, yeah. if you can word it that way. It's, yeah, it will be interesting to see. It how, will. How it will turn out? I mean, at the end of the day, everyone wants to have a job and enough money to live on, and uh, of course, hopefully, yeah, hopefully these changes won't make mm-hmm. those situations worse. Wait and see. We'll wait and see. Let's yeah. move on. Yeah. Um, what next? Um, it kind of feels like a deja vu or a roller coaster that is going round and round because uh, 
regarding to COVID. Flu. I thought that might be it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doesn't uh, it feel like deja vu? Yeah. But what can they do? I mean, we none of us want these restrictions, but no, the hospital don't. is filling up again and yeah. someone's died again, which is always sad news. Mm-hmm. I mean, what can they do? What can they do? Um, however, yeah, the hospital says that the one that sadly passed away this weekend uh, died because of COVID, but he was admitted on because of other disease. But, I mean... It just, it's, so it's, was this one of the patients on the cardiac ward last week? I'm not sure, actually. Okay. But, uh, you know, we the hospital is the bottleneck when it, when everything is um, included. Mm. And 13 patients on ICU... Uh, no, on, on hospital, two in ICU today. And uh, I just spoke to Thorolf Gunnarsson uh, 10 minutes ago and he said that he he's not started to make a note to Svante Svavarsdóttir regarding uh, restrictions within Iceland, but he's working on because um, later this week there has to come a new um, restriction to, to the borders. Mm-hmm. So... But every everybody's holding holding down their breath and waiting what what will happen. Um, I mean, the part of their job is predicting the future as well, mm-hmm. which is really hard because thirteen people in hospital, two on ICU, that's quite manageable. Mm-hmm. But they're looking at the way things are developing. The curve is going up, and then they're looking a week or two down the line, and how it could go. And they mm-hmm. have to look at the worst case scenario. Yeah. Uh, whereas most people, I think, want to look at the best case scenario. Um, yeah, yeah, um, but gladly, like last week, uh, I was I had a bit of uh, concerns about uh, Selfos because there were a lot of uh, people getting sick there, and you know the school had to close uh, the FSU, my old col- college had to had to close, uh, but uh, gladly that it didn't turn out to be as widespread as they thought in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and hopefully that will be the case. Uh, we're hearing of um, another group infection in the West. Um, I think, sadly, that this will be the case. It has been the case for the last months, and uh, I don't see that change. Event sooner or later, probably, in my opinion at least, we're all going to get it. Yeah, um, I think so, but the intensity hopefully will of the sickness will will lower mm. and other countries are in exactly the same situation right yeah. now yeah many of those countries have got fewer restrictions if any than we do um and they're in the same situation I, the the lie of the land the sort of the way things are developing it doesn't look like people want to put in more restrictions again. Uh, well, we know that much. Not at all. Um, but if it does happen, will people even listen, you know? That's th- one of the things that Thorolf has been saying this last week, is that yeah, it, I, it might be pointless. <laughs> I think that people will bite the sore apple and do it, but they won't do it gladly. No. Um that's my feeling, at least, that when it all comes, the majority of, 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 of people follow the rules. But people's patience is getting weaker, mm-hmm. <laughs> so to say. Um, and I, I get it. I, I, 
I understand why why people don't want to be uh, locked down, um, and I feel it uh, as as a as because I'm a part time musician musician um, also, and and I and I feel that you know people are very excited to 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 go out and 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 companies want to do something for the staff because people are getting have depressed um because of these restrictions and want to do something good and and fun and especially as we get into the second half of November and into December yeah it's the time of year for yeah. exactly those things and, I think and a huge economic issue as well exactly um and i think that because now if 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 there will come some restrictions now you know christmas concerts and that whole mini eco- economy will just collapse mm. i think because that will that would have to be for at least a month and then we're into christmas season so the next few days will be exciting yeah <laughs> what will what will happen i think yeah indeed the the time and effort and money that goes into preparing for christmas in in so many businesses if not maybe even most businesses is yeah Enormous. significant yeah you're a anyone yeah exactly because <laughs> we didn't have those last year no um okay maybe we should move on uh-huh because there was loads to talk about this week um anything particularly standing out um i thought it, it was interesting to see that the the torvejökull area uh, north of Myrtalsjökull mm. because I'm a I'm a huge fan of Icelandic nature and uh, it's, it's just like a, a f- this year has been a big festival for those that you know are interested in Icelandic, Icelandic nature and you know of course we had the uh, volcano era- eruption in, in Geldingadalir and yep. that has stopped for now at least but um, Askja is also, you know, knocking on the door and saying, "I'm alive." Yeah. And now, uh, Torvejökull is also, you know, there have been some s- small earthquakes there. That is highly unusual. It's like a low frequency earthquakes. So <laughs> it, it's like a competition with <laughs> yeah. between the areas that are saying, "Hey." I'm here also. I'm I'm here too. I'm maybe not erupting, but I'm alive. <laughs> Don't forget Grimsvet and Grimsvet, of course, yeah. and uh, and uh, also areas in the west that have been silent for for ages. Mm. Yeah, it's fascinating. So, what did you say? Uh, not Erraveyökull, is it? No, it's uh, it's like it's not really. It's Torvejökull area. It's it's a huge. Um, uh, geothermal area, and um, where exactly is it? It's uh, north of Mirtlarsjökull in the south of Iceland. Okay. Um, yeah, it will. It will uh, all the news now are, are exciting because it's something that maybe might happen. Um, so yeah, we'll have to wait and see because they wanted to fly over the area uh, yesterday. But it was too cloudy for them to see anything, to take photos and uh, and um, investigate what's what's going on. Mm-hmm. But hopefully they can they can go again this week and uh, see. The forecast what, is quite good. Yeah, it's looking quite good. So yeah. hopefully, exciting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, also exciting is the uncertainty 
seismic tremors, la 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 la, in uh-huh. politics. Yes. <laughs> um, except perhaps this week, um, because no one's here. No one's here. No. There. Um, so, but but they say that hopefully it will happen uh, by the end of the week. That's the the committee. Yeah. Yeah. But the uncertainty of of course lies in the chaos in or if I may say chaos in in the northwest there hasn't come any any result mm. and uh, while it is um, while there is status quo there they, they don't want to finish the the agreements within um, within the national government agreement um but uh, I don't know what, what is. Um, I, I think that they they shouldn't be too focused on that. I mean, they they will have to just finish their discussion. In my opinion, they would. But I, I understand that they want to get the result, proper result, uh, from the counting and or which count should they use mm. and. Um, is there any likelihood of a revote of a, a a new election in the northwest? Legally, yes. Realistically, I'm not too sure. Because if it doesn't happen, then the government's majority is secure. Mm-hmm. Definitely, even whichever way they go, which count they choose. Yeah, but it's just a matter of who is sitting in the chairs. Yeah, which and is important. <laughs> yes, definitely. and. And uh, getting the trust from the people that you know uh, they did a proper job mm. in the vote. That uh, I think it's a matter of trust, mm. mo- mostly. But it's not. It's interesting because it's kind of too. People want the three-party government coalition to continue. People generally want Katrin Jakobsdottir to be prime minister. These are things that polls and just sort of general opinion seem to be showing and regardless of which of the two counts is taken into account their majority is secure yeah, yeah. but at the same time it is very much linked to as you say the what, what was the word you used um mess up the mm-hmm. the controversy yeah, in the yeah. northwest um because the legitimacy of the whole election process is kind of in question at the moment yeah i think so is, going forward yeah it, it's definitely the case that you know people lose faith or trust towards um, the process of how democracy works Hmm. and should work. Um, That is, at least for me, the big case. Um, But yeah, as in other other matters that we have discussed, the week will be exciting to see if it uh, if they manage to make some sort of agreement how to how to go for it? Mm. They're going to have to, yeah. surely. Yeah, it's been a long time. There's more than a month since the election uh, uh, was, and uh, people are um, losing their patience. I think. Yeah, they need to. Uh, At the same time, though, the old government is just carrying on. Yeah, yeah. So of course, we don't have we any. Don't have, what's the word? There's no vacuum. No, not really. Yeah. But I, th- I, th- I saw the this morning that these discussions are the second longest in history <laughs> in Iceland. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think I think we're going to see something. 
because they they have held held um, they haven't shown anything mm. what they are or not much at least They're just what we know that they are on um, different opinions in certain manners um health matters um Howland, uh, highland uh, national park national park mm. you know but we knew that now <laughs> so, climate change as well yeah is another one yeah which is interesting because the old government is going to cop 26 mm. in glasgow even though we've had the election over a month ago as you say yeah and the new government might have different priorities so how how does that work out i think that could be strange for the for, for that government you know to go and say that we're going to do this and this and this uh, but we're not going to be in it's not sure it's not certain that we'll be in charge you know in the next step mm. you know even and though even, we, the, even though we will maybe be. just not in one week's time or, <laughs> yeah. or but you know that's just the way it is um but how much can they commit to how much can they say given what they know about as you say the, the, the to put it mildly perhaps difference of opinion within the three parties how how can they commit it's a struggle, I can imagine, hmm. because they have very different opinions. And what two of the three ministers, Catherine Jakobsdottir uh, and Grimandrinki, are, you would imagine, naturally inclined to push for more harder mm-hmm. climate change actions yeah. from Iceland. And they're there in Glasgow on, on our behalf. Yeah. So that's going to be a struggle for them personally to sort of hold back a little bit and, yeah. and not promise the world. Definitely. Then again, or literally yeah. promise the world as an expression. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but then again, of course, we are a very small nation, but mm. our voice can be heard, and we want it to be heard, to be heard for the others to to follow. Um, Guim Drinki said the, uh, late last week that um, they wanted to reduce. Um, What's they called um, the emissions? Yeah, emissions by fifty-five percent, but there was not much, maybe not nothing breaking in in the report that they uh, they laid out last week. But it was something that had had already been decided. But they took it together in in in, in one one document and mm. and and took that under their arm to Glasgow. Um, but it's it is it's just starting and um, and we'll just have to see what what will uh, what we they will say in 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 Scotland and and what when they return how how they want to move forward in the in the discussions you know between yeah. between the the formants and uh, and what effect the Glasgow summit can have directly on the negotiations yes in fact I think it it weights in mm. the discussions, what both what 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 we want to do here and what the world is will decide or the the leaders of those nations will will decide to do, what direction the whole uh, national government will take. Yeah. Now Iceland's position on climate change is surprisingly complicated, mm-hmm. because. Some of the low-hanging fruit has gone already. There's no; it's harder to do the energy change here because 
you know, all the electricity already comes from renewable sources. Um, the transport sector is apparently second in the world only to Norway in terms of the speed of changing from petrol to electric. Um, but we've got a huge shipping fleet, especially fishing ships. That's more difficult and they produce a lot of emissions. We've got these aluminium smelters and other heavy industry, which emit a lot of pollution, especially per capita. Mm -hmm. um, but then again, as 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 um, Simon de Dawith kept on saying on behalf of Mithflokkurin, this <laughs> talking about green aluminium, a lot of people balk at that idea, but it is true perhaps that what we weren't producing here would be produced maybe in China and it would be dirtier. Mm -hmm. So the, it's a complicated picture. And then you bring into things like the national park, as you mentioned, and wetlands, uh, and it's it's a very complicated picture. Yeah, it's a big tree, and it has um, very different um, opinions and uh, how and and what to do. Um, um, but I think that everyone can see that we can do more. We can we can reduce usage usage of cars. We can the the transport sector mm -hmm. for individuals. Uh, there's a lot that can be done easily. Um, just use usage of bikes, um, and uh, we don't use buses buses that much here in the city compared to other other city other cities. Um, but um, I understand that um, it's complicated to get like a simple direction. But it, I, I agree, it, it's very complex. Our our direction in in uh, environmental issues. I think we need to for people to understand. It needs to be simplified, mm -hmm. and um, that can be done. I think one thing maybe the government could. Um could give people a nice warm winter coat if they promise to never drive less than one kilometre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do find it's a idea. lot of people drive very short distances that they could uh, walk. Uh, that's one thing. And, yeah, most of them are alone in their cars. Yeah. Yes, lots of... But, the, I mean, these are questions that every country is answering, of yeah, course. Yeah, of um, course. It's not, a, it's not a problem that we are facing alone. Not at all. And but, one of the th and and doing well economically is bad for the environment, mm -hmm. as as the banking crash showed. The bus companies after the banking crash were like, "Yeah, we're doing really well," and that's because a lot of people had to give up their cars, and that's mm -hmm. not what we want either. We don't want to f force people away no. from polluting because they can't afford it mm -hmm. necessarily. I don't know. Maybe we do. I don't know, but probably it needs to be a choice and making things easier for people. Yeah, and we're, I mean, tech. Technically, we're getting more possibilities. Uh, electric bikes are brilliant, in yes. my opinion. Yeah, it's just so useful and easy mm. to do. It's just change the set of mind. Um, I think that we don't use uh, methane vehicles as much as we could because we make methane uh, in Iceland mm -hmm. and it's burned because we're not using it. I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> That's my opinion, at least. That we should. I mean, it's just, it's just basic. Uh, it's free easy. fuel. Yeah, it's free fuel. Yeah. And as you know, 
gas has been it's just going up 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 every day mm. um so i think it's time for people to start looking for other options yeah we're very very nearly out of time yeah. um but one of the other factors there of course is, is links to aviation and that links to tourism which is a huge economic factor in iceland um but also living on this isolated island people who live here rely on aviation mm-hmm. and i don't necessarily think it's right to penalize or criticize people for flying in iceland when people elsewhere in the world are flying domestically within their country and they could maybe drive it we we don't have that option no but don't. that doesn't make it less polluting no so maybe and and this the energy change question also applies to aviation mm-hmm. maybe we'll have electric planes soon hopefully, hopefully. yeah um, we'll see. I haven't invented one, but uh, no. th- there is progress. There. But you're working on it. I am, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll it's let good. you know. <laughs> okay. Um, on that note, um, sorry to say we are out of time once again. Um, but the week in Iceland will be back with you again next week, Monday the eighth of November, on roof.as forward slash English, Roof English on Facebook, through the Roof app, and your favourite podcast platform. That just leaves me to thank my guest today, Bjarni Runason. Thank you. Thank you so much. And also Lydia Gretestotir for running the studio. We finished today's programme with a song by Karen Osk. It's a brand new song featuring Friedrich Dohr and it's a celebration of the autumn and a perfect sound for a perfect autumn day in Reykjavik. Especially while world leaders are meeting to try and secure the future of calm, frosty weather just like this. This is Hostith. Bye for now. <laughs> Jag gör ekki mikið fyrir haustið Því ég veit jafnvel og þú Það er ekki laust við að við sjáum vör í myrskrinu Finnum farið lausnir, já því hrunið er nú traustið Rétt eins og laufblöð falla á haustin, falla á haustin Horfum kvart í okkar gaupnir Já því hrunið er nú traustið Rétt eins og laufblöð falla á haustin Falla á haustin